And this is all possible because of the blood of Christ. That's a phrase we've talked about it many times. It's called metonymy. It's one word to paint a whole big picture. It's not really about the word. It's about what happened. God himself came down, took on human flesh. The Son actually experienced living. Do you realize that the eternal Son of God learned, the Bible said, he grew in stature and in wisdom and favor with God and man? He learned obedience? Well, how does God learn to be obedient? Well, because the person of the Son was a really honest-to-goodness human being. And his mom and dad, in earthly terms, well, stepdad, said, do this job for me. Bring me that. And he did it. I'm sorry, it's no wonder they didn't really get it. You know, a week later when he's 12 and they go to the temple and they can't figure out where he is, and he said, where do you think I'm going to be? Of course I'm going to be in the temple. Where else would I be? And they didn't understand that. And I think God let him be that way because it would be too much for your poor brain. Hey, you, eternal son of God, would you please get me that glass of water? I just, I'm sorry. That would just be so hard to actually mentally manage. I don't know how that would work. But, but he came and became a real human being. And he submitted himself. Paul says, in other place, even to death. And death, even death on a cross. Why? Because God has a wrath towards sin that he can't put away because of who he is. I mean, how can you be not angry at the evil that happens in this world? How can you not be angry? And God's a perfect God. How is he going to deal with all the wrong that, let's face it, we do? Well, we don't really understand the process. I mean, if you honestly get down to it, okay, well, why couldn't he just say, okay, that's all right, I forgive you? Why does he actually have to take on a human form? Why does he actually have to die? Well, I don't know. And, and I'm, there's no theologian that can answer that question. We don't know, really. We, we just know that he tells us that's the case. So we say, well, I guess he's God. I guess we'll just trust that he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and we just accept that it had to happen that way. Jesus Christ had to give his body, which we, from Jesus' teachings, we look at as these little pieces of unleavened bread. No more than crackers, really. And we hold them in our hands and think about it. Let's, let's hand these out while we're talking. Put them in there. So as we hand out the bread and then the wine, they're both unleavened, that is to say, uh, they, they're like the juice maybe is not, not leavened, it's not fermented, it's just grape juice. It's the original wine <laughs> before anything happens to it. This is a picture that God used clear back uh, more than almost 1,500 years before Jesus. He told the Israeli people, I'm going to save you out of this, and I want you to do a little ceremony. I'm going to keep your oldest kid from dying. There's this angel of death coming, but I'm going to make him pass over you if you do this. I want you to have this special meal, and in it I want this unleavened bread. And I want you to reason, you know, once every year they had to take all the leaven out of their house. They weren't allowed to even keep it. 
They had to get it out of their house. And he said, the reason is I want you to think at that time, okay, think of leaven like sin. A little bit of leaven can really change things. He said, so I want you to be thinking that whole, it's a whole two weeks, no leaven of any kind. Actually, I think a whole month they had to do the no leaven. So that they would think, think, think. What is the leaven? Oh, yeah, that's we don't have any leaven. We got these crunchy bread and we got this. Why are we eating this, Mom? Well, because God told us to remember this month our sins. And leaven's what we picture as sin. So all this month, when you're eating this crunchy stuff instead of the good bread, <laughs> you're going to say, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to be thinking about what God does with my sin. And then there's the wine. Oh, that's a tough one because... These, they were shepherds not for the purpose of making mutton. <laughs> they were shepherds to grow wool. They kept their sheep for their lives, for the entire life of those animals. And God said, no, I'd like you to kill them. I'd like you to kill one perfect lamb every year. Thank you. And then I want you to take the blood and I want you to put it around the door of your house. So that when you go in, you see that lamb died. And I want you to remember what it costs because you sin. Sin has an enormous cost. And the wine, when you drink that in that dinner, look at its color and remember what it stands for. Not hard to connect the dots, is it? Well, red wine, red blood, oh yeah, that's right. And when Jesus came, the very night that he was betrayed, he sat down to have that meal, that annual dinner with his disciples. And he got Judas out, <laughs> sent Judas off to do his betrayal work. And then he took those two, two of the elements, there's a whole bunch in the dinner, it was very elaborate, but he took two of them and he said, I want you to do something. He said, I want you to take this bread. He said, look at it. And he held it up. Back then they had a hard kind of a, we used to make it here, but it tastes so terrible. <laughs> but... They make a really kind of hard bread that they would take and they would tear pieces of it off and they would eat it. And he said, look at this. And he tore some off and he was giving it to them and they were saying, all right, and they were eating it. And he said, this bread is my body broken for you. I don't know if they were swallowing, one of them was swallowing at the very moment Jesus said that. Have you ever wondered? But when I take it, sometimes I think, wow, it's only a picture. It doesn't actually, it's not his actual real body, but what a picture. So let's remember. And then remember the celebration they're doing and where they are. They walked into that room through a door that had blood all around it. And he picked up the wine. What was the purpose of the wine? Well, for 14, more than 1,400 years, it had been all about remembering that that lamb had to die because you are a sinner. And Jesus picks it up and says, this is my blood. What? Not the lamb? No. Don't you remember what John the Baptist called me? I can just, can you imagine the whole conversation going on? It must have, it went on for hours, we know. They must have said, what? He said, well, don't you remember what John the Baptist said? He said, behold the Lamb of God. What did you think he was talking about? Whoa. Hadn't caught on that one. I mean, I, I think those disciples were in shock. Wait a minute. 
can you die? We know who you are. Peter had said it just not very long before. You're obviously the Christ. You're obviously the Son of God. It's obvious. Yeah, he was a human man, but they could tell he was more than that. And now he's saying, this is my blood. Well, how do you get the blood out of the lamb? Wait a minute. What are you saying? And the scripture records, they became sad. Yeah. But Jesus said it in an interesting way. He didn't say, remember, I'm going to die for you. He said, I want you to do this to remember me because I'm going to die. He didn't say it that way. He said, I want you to do this to remember me until I come again. Oh. Death isn't the end, not for us, and certainly not for the Son of God. I love that phrase in the Bible. Death could not hold them. It's just not possible for death to hold the Son. He truly died, but he's the Son. He's not going to stay dead. And one day, he's going to come back for us. He went away because he has a plan. Don't understand it. But we're actually a part of that plan. And when we take this, we remember what it costs for us to be a part of that plan. What made us not alien to God anymore? What made us be able to be friends, Jews and Gentiles, drinking together, eating together, talking together? What? The whole world looked and said, what is going on? Nobody gets together like this. Why are you people doing it? And I've had people say, I don't understand you Christians. You put up with the strangest stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we're weird. But that's because we aren't ourselves in that sense. We are alien to what we used to be, which is what those people still snared by Satan to do his will. That's what they're still like. And they look at us and know we're alien. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And when we drink this, we remember how it is that we became alien to what we were and children of God. Let's remember together. Father, I thank you. <laughs> I don't know what a lame way to say it, but I haven't really got anything else. I don't have words that can possibly express the gratitude that I should have. As a matter of fact, I know that you will let me have all eternity to try as hard as I can, and I know you accept every thanks of ours as a wonderful, loving Father. We know how inadequate we are, but we also know you love us and that we will be yours forever because of the blood of your Son. We are no longer alien to you. Thank you, Father, so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.